in this episode, we pick up where we left off last time with our friend, Mike Rivas. Hope you enjoy listening. We had fun. Thank you. You don't put up numbers and spreadsheets and like go through it, right? And and the, the one thing that was a little, I wouldn't say intimidating, more off-putting is like every every time I see an illustration presented to explain, and I appreciate that, right? I, I have nothing negative to say about people who do that because I watch those videos to understand what does that column mean? Sure. What is the internet? Because that's how part of how I built my sure. spreadsheet, right? But it, it was a little off-putting that $100,000 a year, $1 million is like, it's like, okay, then this isn't for me. Yeah. I can't pump money like that in there. And, and, and I'm not a real estate mogul. So I'm not going to get all the benefit. At the time, I thought, I'm not going to get all the benefits out of a policy because I don't do real estate. I don't own a, a small business or a big business. I'm not, you know, wealthy or at least, you know, there was a lot of reasons why this isn't for me because this is, it almost seemed like this was for an elite club yeah. of people, not yeah. for the everyday guy like yeah. me. But the more I, 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 you know, went through the book and, and I also watched um, some videos of, of Mr. Nash. Sometimes it, it was him presenting, you know, uh, the concepts, but other times just interviewing him. Right. And, and so there were a couple of things that, that stood out and I wrote it down. I even wrote it in my book. This is the quote kind of, not that I live by, but this quote applies to everything. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm sure I'm butchering it, but he was talking about being a pilot, right? And being a pilot is, and I'm paraphrasing, it's like, I think what it says is hours and hours of boredom punctuated by a few seconds of stark terror or something like that. Yeah. Right? And, and it was like, Wow, that that is exactly how things are, right? All you know, you're coasting along, and all of a sudden, like, whoa, right? There, there's all these things, you know, life jumps out at you. And then the other thing that I just laugh about, and I, you know, I time mark the video, and I like to hear him tell the story again, is the story about logic. I'm all about logic, <laughs> right? And that story he said is like, wow, that that is what got me thinking that I don't know enough from looking at illustrations, right? I can make a logical decision based on all these illustrations, but it might be way off, just yeah. like the story he told, right? Yeah. I didn't have enough information. And, and some of it was beyond me, right? Some of it, I, I, I know I could figure it out, but it would take time. Mm -hmm. And I, I didn't have the time or the resources to, you know, learn everything I needed to know to make a 100%. I'm absolutely positively sure that this is the right decision. This is the right thing to do. But from our conversations and the way we interacted, the type of questions you asked, the type of recommendations you made, I would tell you something that I'm thinking about. You say, oh, you're talking about this. Google it. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. I didn't know that's what I was thinking. But, mm -hmm. but when I describe what, I, what I'm thinking about or what I'm trying to do, you, you have the experience in the background to say, okay, that's sounds like this. And when I Google it, that's exactly what I was talking about. Right? And so, so I, I had some some positive influence on the way you think or you're thinking, mm. right? Which that like. Well, you made my thinking do a 180, right? Okay. I did not, like I said, I, I hadn't seen an illustration. Mm. I'm going with James Nethery. I love that. I, and, and, and I honestly don't really care what illustration he sends me. I know that you're gonna, you're gonna work in my best interest. Your whole team is gonna work in my best interest. 
right? That's not, a fact. Yeah, not to have the greatest looking policy that you can present to your clients five years on it. Look how great a policy I designed. That's not your goal, yeah. right? Your goal is to take care of your clients' specific needs, yeah. not a general one size fits all. Because one size doesn't fit all. You know, there's no question about that. But <clears throat> um, how long? Approximately, because I don't recall, how long was it between our, you know, first call or second call or this timeline where you paused and and then came back on focus or refocused? How long was it? It's like two, two and a half months that that we didn't interact. And I was and and some of the people that I engaged on, you know, when it was 24 and I cut it down. I'm sorry. um, They would reach out and say, hey, you still think? And, and the people that actually got illustrations are like sending me emails every couple of, you know, once a week, maybe more often. It's like, hey, you ready to sign, ready to sign? It's like, it's been two months. Where's, you know, what happened to this guy, right? But it-, it, it, we, didn't, it we didn't bombard you with emails? No, <laughs> no. It's like, and, and part of me was like, who is, who does this guy think he is, right? I'm a, I'm a potential customer. Oh. But I, but I, you know, I remembered our first conversation, right? It, it, you know, it's it's kind of like you don't, it's almost like you don't invite just anyone to your home, right? There's a little bit of vetting you want to do before you bring them into the fold. And that's that's how I took it, right? And I was doing the same thing. Sure. But no one was giving me information about, do I want to work with this person except you based on the conversations we had. We had follow-up, con- nobody asked to have a follow-up conversation. They just wanted me to sign on the dotted line. They would, they love sending me multiple emails a week or, you know, but no one's like, hey, can you want to talk some more? Are you sure what, what's, what's going on that you haven't signed on the dotted line? What's wrong, right? And, and, and we did have those conversations. And, and, and I mean, that, that's exactly why, you know, I, I made the decision with, without, without, you know, looking at a policy. And, and it's funny that you mentioned the, um, the spreadsheet of truth, right? We had many, many conversations and I made... Other than changing some assumptions about things, I didn't make a lot of changes to the formulas behind the scenes until I talked to Jake. (laughs) So, you know, I, I, you know, that, that's, you know, also part of the journey because the, the, the way I understood it is based on what my goals were, the policy was designed in such a way to allow a lot of flexibility. Right. And so, I had a I had a, a Zoom or uh, you know video conference with Jake and he went through the policy as we agreed discussed and agreed to explained everything and I knew a lot of them already because of my research but there were certain things that he explained that very clear sure. and he basically said okay you understand it all you're good I said yes he goes okay now let me show you something right and what let me show you something okay <laughs> and he and he showed me based on the flexibility you could do this and you could do that yeah. And I looked at it, and I'm like, these guys never send me policies. I'm going to screenshot it, right? While he's showing it on the screen. <laughs> and we know when people screenshot their things. <laughs> you know, it's like, right? And so, but he sent it to me, you know, right after the meeting. And so, I looked at that. I looked at that. And I thought to myself, my spreadsheet of truth is all wrong. I basically tore it down and rewrote it. It looks the same. But it's solving for a different outcome. Yeah. Right now, instead of um, now instead of solving with how much money I'm going to put in and take out and borrow and do all this stuff, right? 
based, I, I wanted to solve to max funding it, right? Because max funding solved a lot of problems that my spreadsheet identified. Yeah. And so it's like, okay, what do I have to do to make this a reality? Because what Jake is showing me is like, I didn't even know I could do that. You're telling me if I make this change, I can accomplish that? Yeah. And uh, he's like, yeah. It's like, all right, time to get in front of the computer, rewrite that whole spreadsheet. And so the spreadsheet got a lot more complicated. It had a lot more things about, when we talked about what I was comfortable doing with a policy, you know, you, you always talked about it should make you a little uncomfortable. And, and it was gonna be tight, but within my comfort zone, right? I think I mentioned you, it's like Thanksgiving dinner, right? You may have to <laughs> loosen the buckle a bit and unbutton it, you know, that kind of uncomfortable. But after talking to, to, to Jake and, and showing me the flexibility that was built in uh, to, to what you, you felt was best for me, I was like, man, I wanna do that. I wanna stretch a little. I, I wanna make myself uncomfortable. And so the spreadsheet was redesigned to solve for, one, for a different variable. Not only that, there are multiple spreadsheets that show how I'm going to basically follow the tenets of the book, right? And, and, and you're gonna spend this money anyway you know, why not basically run it through a policy, right? Expenses you're going to do. And that's that's kind of, you know, part of the whole, I was a little turned off by, I'm not a real estate mogul. I'm not an entrepreneur. But I can do the things that were mentioned in the book. If you're going to write a check, you know, to, to, to the tax man, there's a way to, you know, to capture some of that um, value, you know, in, in my little, you know, family bank, so to speak. And so I started thinking with that mindset, how can I basically pay myself first by paying the policy first? And I've heard that term floating around in it's pay yourself first, right? And I not only rewrote the, um, the entire spreadsheet, but I rethought how I'm gonna fund it. I just added another, you know, layer of understanding. It's like, oh, now I get that. Now I understand what that meant. I knew, you know, I knew the concept and I knew that, you know, but I didn't understand. Now there's another light bulb moment that went off and, you know, I'm still learning by no means. Am I, I mean, I, I honestly don't even know how to, um, I know the mechanic, I know how to get a loan. Right. But I'm like, I have to think about what, what, how should I be doing it? Right. And, and, you know, those are kind of follow-up conversations I want to have because the first year I didn't plan on on anything other than funding my policy in half of the second year, right? But then that's when I'm gonna start, um, you know, taking loans out to do some of the things that I wanna do. And so there's still a lot for me to learn, but I, I felt very confident um, after the, the, the last conversation before I signed up that I'm in good hands, right? And and I, I, I'm gonna, have the opportunity to learn uh, from you and your team and, and, and do what I, that email said, I wanna do it the right way, right? Doesn't have to be the slickest, the most, you know, financially, um, how would you say, beneficial or tight or whatever. I just, I wanna do it the right way, right? Sometimes the right way takes a little more time, a little more costly, but that's what I'm comfortable with. And, and, and I felt really good about the decision I made. 
and I, and I mentioned to you, I, I overanalyze stuff all the time. Like I spent hours picking the right blender for my mom. And, and sometimes I spend hours picking the right whatever. And then for some reason, my brain says, hey, you bought it, you paid for it, it's here, you've used it, go see if there's something better. Mm. It's like, why do I do that, right? But I do. And so I go out, there's like, dang it, there's a coupon for that. And I could have saved, you know, this, or now there's a free warranty. And it's like, I'm always doing that, right? And so I've, I've what was interesting is when I, when I wrote that check, when I made that, for, that premium payment, that was like, okay. For two weeks, I didn't think about it. But then I started, same old brain function kicks off. It's like, hey, go back and double check that, right? And I am, I am so pleased to, the more and more I check, the more and more I feel good about my decision to go with you, and the more and more I recognize that I dodged some bullets. Yeah. I avoided some pitfalls and some mistakes. And, and not that they, you know, I was being sold, you know, uh, uh, magic beans. It's just that would not have worked for me. Yeah. That might have worked for a majority of people. That those things were probably awesome for a small business owner. But I'm an average Joe, right? I'm a W2 guy. And so you took the time to not to not only you know, listen to, to, to what I wanted, but you took the time to, to, to help me understand that what I want, what I need, what I should be doing aren't always the same thing. And, and I really appreciate that education because the more and more I look at it, I don't regret my decision, but I'm like, I almost messed up, right? I almost, I almost bought, um, what is it? Uh, what was the, the VCR? Wars. Remember, there was two competing technologies. Yeah, Beta and Beta Max. Yes, Beta Max. Yeah, yeah. I almost bought a Beta Max. Right. <laughs> and and now you're showing your age. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tell me about it. Um, and and so the 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 more and more I get into this journey, and like I say, by no means do I think I'm I'm, you know, I'm, I'm anywhere near the finish line. I can't even see it. The more and more I feel good about the decision I made. Right. The more and more videos I watch. The more and more videos, not only your videos, but other people's videos, like, now I'm like, nah, 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 nah. I, I, have, a, I have a tendency to give people the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. But they, the, the second they talk about something I know, understand, or very familiar with, and they don't, they don't have the right answer, I start to question their credibility about everything. Yeah. That's probably not fair, but that's just how my mindset is, right? I'm a... I'm a big basketball fan. I'm a car guy and, you know, I'm a computer guy and I'm an LA, you know, born and raised in LA. Um, the moment someone says something that I know not to be true, I was like, mm, now I'm questioning everything you've said. And I'm finding more and more that when I watch some videos that, and it's not just, Infinite banking. It's it's Star Trek. It's the Lakers. It's right. whatever. No, no, no. That's wrong. But because of the YouTube algorithms, right? A big chunk of recommendations are on this topic, and the more and more, I was like, yeah, yeah, that's right. Oh, no, mm, nope. That's not the way I understand it. Not the way I know it. Because knowing is one level, understanding is another one, and it's like, nope, that's not the way I understand it. Or, well, that's not what I knew. And I start doing my own research. Like, no, nah, that's not right. 
And, and so not only am I feeling better and better about the decision to work with you, but I'm feeling better and better that I didn't go um, the wrong route. And I, I felt good from like our second call forward. <laughs> I felt or better. Or I, I did. I felt better because I was, you know, I, I, I from our first conversation, you're right. We're very similar, right? In, in some senses. I was like, you definitely piqued my interest, right? There, the, you, 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 you planted some seeds, and not of doubt, but just of like uncertainty. Like, is that right? You planted a bunch of seed, and I was like, oh, he wants to see my spreadsheet. Okay, so I've, I've showed him something that maybe, you know, and I, I, always, I always like it when there's, you know, both sides of a conversation, relationship contribute. Because um, I, I felt like I was just, you know, gleaning information from you and it wasn't going back the other way. And part of it was probably like, I was like, I was like this, right? I was like this during our phone call after the first couple of minutes, you know, crossing my arms like, you know, what, what, what's going on here, right? I've never had a conversation like this with somebody, you know, that I'm trying, you know, I'm a potential customer, right? But it, it you know, you're, you're very frank as am I, but I think the, 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 the clear, the thing that became very clear to me after a while was, you know, and I also mentioned this about some of your videos, right? You, you you get a little heated, like a little red in the face, and it's because you're passionate about about it, right? You care that it's it's done the right way, right? They're following the tenets of the book, and I I have experiences where I I feel upset when someone takes something that is is you could say like just a a good pure thing twists it into something it's not yeah. or misrepresents what that is, right? And so I got that passion from you now that I look, you know, in retrospective of how our conversation went. You were being passionate because, you know, I I may have come off as like, yeah, he's one of those guys, right? He's, he's you know, it's got to be this way. And like I said, I said something really dumb in my very first phone call. Is like I don't care about death benefits. Like, well, no, that plays a factor. Now I understand it plays a factor, and 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 it's a, and that is a bigger component or contributor to my end goals yeah. than cash value is, yeah. right? And and so I didn't know that until yeah. you, you you taught. Me. Well, you know, you you have. I mean, your policy. You have substantial cash values, and I think financially, as far as illustrations go, I mean, you win. Um, you do your part. The policy is built correctly. It's going to be of good service to you. But you're, if I can say, and I'll edit it out if you choose or you wish, but, you know, you're pretty altruistic. You know, you have future goals. You're altruistic now, and you, you're going to continue to do that, mm -hmm. right? So your, your policy just helps uh, with that ability. I'm not saying because you have the policies, you're going to be able to, you're going to do that anyway, Right. right. And so uh, you do have future goals. And then ultimately, the death benefit does matter. You know, you can't separate death benefit from life insurance. You can't buy it any other way. And the death benefit has a place um, in not only estate planning, retirement planning, and, but even in the infinite banking world. Mm -hmm. No question about that. And then you've mentioned 7702 a couple of times. And you know, the, the life insurance companies always present any kind of a change that this is the best thing ever, mm. right? Well, and, you know, and now we're we're getting down to where the rubber meets the road. This is October. These new policies have to be on the street mm -hmm. by January 1 of uh, 2022. And, 
you know, the death benefit is going to come down, right? Okay. And your um, expression was, you know, the death benefit or the cost of insurance is going to be higher. It's going to cost more. But here's what's ultimately going to happen, in my opinion, and you can pause this and revert back to it. And if I'm wrong, I can stand to be corrected. I do Mm -hmm. not know everything. I'm still a student. I do not have the arrival syndrome. Um, I'm still very teachable. Okay. Mm -hmm. Here's what's going to happen. My humble opinion. The guaranteed cash values are going to go down. Mm -hmm. They have to if the death benefit goes down. There's a direct relationship between the guaranteed cash values and the death benefit. And they're both going to go down. Mm -hmm. So then the non-guaranteed cash values are going to go up. Now you think about that. The guaranteed cash values are going to go down. The non-guaranteed cash values are going to go up. So therefore, the life insurance companies say, well, it's going to be about the same or better because they're going to illustrate a higher non-guaranteed dividend. Right. And then when you get into the big wide world of life insurance, and I think it's mutual life insurance companies against the world and the financial world. Okay. I'm not disparaging any company. But you know, not every company out there has an intention of paying the dividends that they illustrate. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, and now they're going to all illustrate a higher non-guaranteed dividend, which you can only control what you can control at the you and me level. Um, But that all reinforces the idea that we want to work with strong, well-run. And I know this is lazy in language on my part when I say the broad term of well-run. That's like properly structured. What does that mean? It depends on what who you are and what you're trying to do. Right. How does that fit into what you're doing right now, your future goals, your your timeline of retirement or whatever, you know, your passive income time is in the future. Um, but then I think that, um, you know, you're, I, I wouldn't say you're, a skeptic because I don't believe you're a skeptic. You're you're like show me the numbers and prove it to me. Like mm-hmm. the the binary, there's either a one or a zero. They're mm-hmm. absolutes. It's either right, and it's very hard to become um, absolute in the financial world, right? Mm-hmm. Because we're all dealing with human beings and human behavior. But I I like that, and I'm just saying <clears throat> with the seventy seven oh two coming, uh, the changes of the seventy seven oh two, it's. Of course, the life insurance companies are going to say it's better, mm-hmm. right? What a, they've been wanting this change. They can blame it on the IRS for sneaking it in on December 23rd of last year, all they want. Um, and I'm not disparaging the life insurance company or the industry. I'm just stating facts. Um, they want that. It's it's better for them to use a lower rate of return, mm-hmm. right, or lower interest rate, not a rate of return, a lower interest rate to calculate a MEC product. Mm-hmm. Um, so, is it going to be the end of the world? Nope. You know, there's been so many changes in the life insurance industry, even since Nelson printed his book in 2000. The CSO tables have changed twice. Mm-hmm. I can't control that. You can't control that. The listener can't control that. Um there's still no greater financial tool, in my opinion, on the face of the earth, above life insurance or better than life insurance when it's built correctly, when an educated consumer and an educated agent um, get together and solve for the solution of what their problem is, what they want to do and where they're at. Not that everybody has a problem. I'm just saying that that, that solution um, 
does not come because you know the the insurance agent or the advisors is uh, all knowing. Mm-hmm. You know, it comes from an educated consumer and an educated advisor. So, and and and, and you you touched on a couple of things, right? I, I I am a skeptic, cynic, you could say, right? And so, one of the things that my analysis takes into place is you mentioned, right? Binary, it either is or is. It's true or false. It's one or zero, right? When I look at those columns. Guaranteed, non-guaranteed. What does non mean? No, zero, not true. So I cannot take, and I do not take in my analysis, the non-guaranteed side of it, right? That would be nice. That's nice to have, you know, that that would be nice, but I'm not expecting that, right? And so when, when I looked at things from that perspective, I didn't see that as a positive, right? I, like you said, you know, they're, they're, that's a promise. That's not a guarantee. And, and so... When it came to that, I, th- I think it was my skeptical, you know, cynical side of it. Like, yeah, I, I, I need to to do it now because I am more comfortable with the way it looks now. I don't know what it's going to look like in the future. Right. So I want to I, I want to plan. I want to have a plan, even if you talked about this in one of your podcasts, right? The uh, fear of loss versus um, desire for gain or something. I forget what you were talking about, right? Somebody says, hey, I'm going to give you a free car at three in the morning. He's like, can we talk about it later? But you call and say, hey, someone's stealing your car. I'm going to get get up, right? And so I like to have a solid plan. Even Even if I'm told, hey, if you kind of, you know, guess or risk or gamble, you could do a lot better. It's like, I want to know even if it's not, even if it's going to look in certain things, right? There are things I will gamble with, right? But I, I like to 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 not be surprised, even if it's at my own detriment, right? Even if it means I'm going to miss out on things and things like that. There's that, is it called FOMO, fear on missing out? No, I don't fear that. I, I, I want to be able to plan and, and, and very, you know, because it's true, false, true, false. I want to know where I'm going. Right. And, and I, and I want to know when I'm going to get there and how I'm going to get there. I don't want any surprises. You know, I, I tell people when I'm working on big projects and I'm assigning things that I normally do to other people, um, you know, you've got a delivery date of such. I always tell them, look, if, if something's due Friday, don't wait until Friday to tell me there's a problem. And I'll actually get annoyed if you tell me on Friday, hey, everything's done. It's perfect. Because... I stressed out Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. So I prefer that you tell me on Monday, hey, I didn't get anything done today. I'm like, okay. Tuesday, eh, I got a little done. You know, I, I prefer that because I can plan and I can adjust for that. And that's how I am about a lot of things. I just, I plan them out. Very conservative. Uh, I'm not shooting for the moon. And I guess that, you know, again, that's kind of why I was a little put off by some people because it seems like, the requisite for doing this stuff is you're going to be some mogul at the end of the journey. It's like, I don't see myself like that. I'm, I'm, I just want to accomplish a few things, you know, to me, modest goals that I want to accomplish for, for myself and for my family. Um, and, and so I want a known way to do that. I don't want to swing for the fences or roll the dice is more the way I see it. I'm doing that in my 401k. I'm doing that in, you know, which you know, stocks and things like that I, I pick. And, you know, that was that was the other thing where 
a feeling became like knowledge and an understanding because I'm a numbers guy. Um, I saw something where what's the difference between average and actual, you know, rates of return. And, and so I'm a math guy. It's like, okay, what happens if that happens? It's, it's like, if you put a hundred dollars, let's see in the stock market, it goes up 10%, it goes down 10%. What's the net? Well, 0%. You're right back where you started from. No, no, you're not. Nope. You yep. start with a hundred bucks, 10% up, 110, 10% down. Now you're at 99. Even vice versa. You go down 10%, you're at 90, 10% gauge is nine, 99. And the more those vary, the more, the worse it looks. I think the, 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 the magic cutoff point, I think is like 30, 43, right? You lose 30, you got a 43 back. And so I started looking at historical returns of the stock market in, you know, on record. And I did an average versus an actual, right? And I did the formula. If I stick a hundred or a thousand bucks in there, what happens if it every year? And even that's giving some latitude, right? Because there are huge swings throughout the year, but here's the average for the year. It runs through. You take that number, you compare it to the average, they're not the same number, right? And so things, you know, so I'm seeing things, you know, I'm reading and learning about these things. And then the other thing is that the the, the thing now is, you know, if you want to be, safe investor you know invest in indexes eft's right then i see videos where like and i'm I'm not sure i got the right numbers where like like less than like 10 percent or eight percent of the companies contribute to like 80 percent of the gains so eft's like the the the, the s&p 500 is very popular but there's like over three thousand or something 500 Okay. Well, no, there's 500 in the index, the S&P 500 index, but there's like 3,000 plus in the actual stock market. Oh, yeah. yeah. So what guarantee do you have that the the next Apple, the next Tesla is part of that 500? None. You're gambling, right? And then the other thing I read is like 10% of the people in the market get 70% of the gains or something like that. It's like, I doubt I'm one of those 10%, right? I don't, I'm not in there evaluating stocks and looking at company stuff and saying that's the right one. So it's like, you know, I'm a car guy and I like to use car analogies, right? I, I drive a stock four-cylinder Nissan Altima and I'm pulling up to the stock market drag race next to a guy driving a Lambo, a Ferrari. It's like, do I really expect to win here? I mean, I may get lucky and the guy blows his clutch or does red lights, but... I'm probably not going to win that race. And that's how I started, you know, feeling about where I, and that's why when I think like, I'm not where I should be because I diligently from, from my second job, which was, you know, my first job was in 1992. My second job was 1994-ish. From my second job on, I've been contributing, right? And then I look at various videos to say, this is where you should be at this age or this income level. I'm nowhere near that. And it's because I, you know, stock market is rate of, you know, average is not actual. And and so with these swings, you're 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 gambling. And I've seen other and and again, the reason I'm attracted is because these are people doing it by the numbers. Yeah. They're they're showing you the math. They're saying, look, here is like 1958 yearly return, and we're gonna we're gonna drop a thousand dollars and let's see what comes out versus thousand dollars average times however many years. Those are two very different numbers. 
There's a small group of companies that make up for the most of the gains in the stock market. You know, there's a small group of people that beat the market or that benefit from the market. Do you really think you're going to be one of those? Right. Mm, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm realistic, but like I'm cynical and pessimistic. Like, no, why, why, why am I lining up next to these Ferraris and stuff and thinking I'm going to win this race? I, I got to figure out another way. Right, and that that was also part of the reason I started looking at other other th other things to do to accomplish my goals and becoming your own banker. Would I love to own a bank? Heck, yeah, I'd love to own a bank. Tell me how to do it, right? And that was another big trigger because people um, I was seeing and reading by the numbers why it's not what you think it is. It's not what you've been told, taught, conditioned, and, and like I said, I was a product of that environment. I was. I was taught and conditioned that you, you know, you can't afford it, put it on a credit card, you'll pay it back later, yeah. right? Finance things so you can have them today and enjoy them today. And it's like, it sucks that it took 50 years for me to, well, I haven't been a consumer for 50 years, but it, it, it sucks that I was, it wasn't until I turned 50 that I figured this out. And, and, and well, figured out that I was doing it wrong yeah. and I'm on the path to trying to figure out how to do it right. And, and this has been, you know, a key component, because we've talked about other things besides life insurance. And, and like I said, I, I was telling you, hey, you know, I kind of want to do this and that. And is there a way to do it? And you're like, yeah, look, look this, you know, think about this. I'm like, think about it. That's exactly what I just described to you, right? That, that's, ex you know, when do we do it? And, and so, the, it, it, you know, there's so many things that by the numbers wake, wake me up. But, but the decision that, like I said, I'm every day. I feel better and better about the decision and I feel better and better about the pitfalls I avoided. Decision was not based on numbers. And, and I'm so glad that I was able to, you know, to, to, to really listen and hear what you were saying rather than like, come on, James, where's my illustration? Come on, let, let's go, right? I'm so glad that didn't happen. And, 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 and I really appreciate, you know, the time you and your team takes to, to help me out because like I said, I'm learning and, and, and I'm, I'm trying to switch from my analytical numbers, binary brain to understand the tenets, the concepts that are trying to be, be taught there, right? And, and so, you know, I, I really appreciate, you know, having someone that, that, I, that I trust and feel good about along this journey. Because I've, I've accomplished and, 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 and um, you could say acquired great things with people is like, we're just there, right? We're, we're just there because we have a common goal. And, uh, you know, I don't, I wouldn't, you know, I trust you as far as I could throw you. We just have the same goal. So we're <laughs> going to get there together, right? And so it, it, it's such a much better experience working with, with someone that, that you trust and, and, and you feel good about, not just working with, but just having a conversation, right? And, and, and that's what I, what I found here. And now, you know, like I told you, I looked at the videos of, oh, it's like 50 minutes, like, oh my gosh. Now it's like, is it Friday yet? <laughs> Why can't you do two a week, right? <laughs> Why can't you, you know? And then and then sometimes the Friday video is the Q&A. And I'm like, 12 minutes, come on, James, 12 <laughs> minutes. Where's where's the hour and 15 or where's the 54 minutes? You know, so I, I'm feeling really good about the decision I made every day. And, um, you know, it's, it's, 
One, one last thing, one big last thing that I'm worried about and second guessing myself and all that stuff. You know, the, the, the more time that goes on, the more, the better I feel about it, the more reinforcement comes down the pipe that says, I, I did the right thing. Even though, you know, it wasn't the easiest path. It wasn't what I wanted. It wasn't what I thought I wanted. It wasn't just give it to me now. Let's do it quick, quick, quick. It was, it was much more challenging, but much more rewarding. I, I firmly believe you have exactly what you wanted. It's just different than what you thought it was, right? Because you're going to uh, deliver you're going to experience what you wanted. Mm -hmm. You actually are, but we're, we're in the earlier beginning kind of stages. The learning curve continues. And with your spreadsheet of truth, mm -hmm. you'll be able to continually prove to yourself. But, and I greatly appreciate the kind of the focus from the numbers, you know, to the concept. And when the concept matters and you get the concept, you know, the numbers aren't going to matter, but they're going to be there to prove that you're right. right. And that's a beautiful thing. That's mm -hmm. a beautiful thing. And it doesn't, it can't happen, in my opinion, um, through 10-minute sound bites. No. It can't happen. Now, if you have a bunch of sound bites over a long period of time, it could potentially be more productive. Mm -hmm. But um, not that, you know, I mean, we get a lot of pushback for the time sometimes. You know, mm -hmm. James, the podcast is too long. It's too long. Push pause. Time stamp where you stopped and pick it up again and re-listen. Yeah. Right? And then I have lots of clients all over the country. They're like, James, I've listened to the every podcast, every show that you have, and, and there's, I don't, there's hours and hours on there. I've listened to it two times. I've listened mm -hmm. to it three times. You know, and I'm just like. Wow, what's wrong with you? <laughs> well, it's interesting because typically the the listening to the podcast takes me longer than the time that that it, that it is because I, I noticed this um, maybe last month or maybe two three weeks ago. Right, I, I I have like a little bit of ADD. I think I get distracted really quick. I, I mentioned to you there's there's a movie called Up. It's a Disney Pixar movie, and there's a dog in it called uh, uh, Doug favorite character in the movie and he'll be having a conversation with you and squirrel right he gets distracted right now i'm that way right? and so when i watch youtube videos sometimes i'm doing other things and 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 i'm still comprehending what they're, i'm not just listening but i comprehend what they're saying right and but with with the reason i think your videos are so valuable is i can't do that i'll i'll look at something like maybe i'll check an email and I'm like, wait, what? What did he say? And I, not only do I have to re rewind, but I have to watch your mouth. Oh, okay. Like, like that kind of took me by surprise because I'm not used to doing that. I'm used to just being able to pay attention, even though technically you can't have your attention focused on two things at the same time. But you, you tend to put things a little bit on autopilot. And so I, 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 yeah. I put one side or the other, but I found that the the information you provide is so valuable you can't autopilot you know that i'm sure a lot of people have experienced this sometimes when you drive home and you get there like i don't remember making all the turns right because you were kind of on autopilot and that to me kind of cemented how 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 valuable uh the lessons 
are that that you, that you provide during your podcast that I have to rewind it and look at the screen to understand what it is the concept you, or, or the message you're trying to convey or the concept you're trying to teach and that's unusual for me because I could I I work in an environment you know since I was really young where a lot of stuff is happening around me right I I've been in a couple of situations where um I am a few feet from from you know a, a hydrogen fuel cell bomb right because I I did back in the late 90s early 2000s I was I was doing some work where they were testing um, going from concept custom made to a production version version of a hydrogen fuel cell vehicle which you're starting to see now and so the hydrogen fuel cell is black magic I don't understand how that stuff works but all I had to do was 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 a colleague and I and and, and he did most of the heavy lifting but we had to simulate a car going up a hill down a hill braking accelerating to see how the battery reacts mm. how it responds right and it wasn't until I saw one of the Terminator movies that he had a hydrogen fuel cell uh, battery, a little one, like this big. And it's like, oh, it's damaged. And he throws it out of the airplane, the helicopter. It's like, right? <laughs> a little mushroom cloud, right? And I Googled it. I was like, holy cow. I was like five feet from one of those, right? It could have screwed up. And, but I remember one time, uh, it's kind of funny because you talk about you know, the difference between engineers and maybe accountants and programmers like myself. And I had a, a funny little epiphany about the difference between, you know, you could, you know, at the time I was doing engineering work, like an engineer and a scientist, right? We're, we're working on this hydrogen fuel cell and <clears throat> it works just like a car. You got to cool it. So you have, you know, the, the green stuff, they call it WAG, you know, it's ethanol, glycol and water that you put in a car coolant we had in this system and it's going around. And the gasket failed, and it starts spraying ultra hot. Wait, because the reason it's mixed is because it can it boils at a higher temperature than water, and so it's hotter than boiling water. We've blown a gasket on the system. Two scientists walk up to the shield, like, "Where is that coming from?" And I'm like, I get up and I like smash the emergency stop button. Like, are you kidding me, right? <laughs> and so I'm used to working in an environment where a lot of things are going on and I'm focused on the computer because the computer is controlling everything. Right? And, I, and, I, and I tend to be able to take input in, you know, kind of peripheral and, and, and not miss it. But because I'm so unfamiliar with the concepts and you're not just showing numbers and pretty graphs and charts and awesome projections and things like that, you're teaching concepts like, I find myself pausing a lot and rewinding like and, and looking at the screen. It's not enough for me just to rewind and turn up the volume. I got to look at the screen, right? Because they, in, in, in school, they taught us that um, hearing something, you retain like 30%. Seeing it is another, you know, bumps it up, right? And so it requires all of my focus, which to me means that is a valuable lesson. That is a concept that I was not familiar with that I need to understand. And so... Like I said, now it's like, come on, when, when's, when's the next video? And, and it better not be 15 minutes. It, it, I hope this is one of the really long ones you have. And it, it, it's, it's fun because I don't know what you're going to talk about, you know, and, and sometimes there's a specific thing I want, I, I hope you address and you may or may not. And so 
having that like immediate gratification thing was not working with your video. So I just said, okay, I'm starting at number one, play two. And I just went all the way up. And I was thinking like, I'll never get through all these videos, but now it's like Tuesdays, like when, when, when is the video coming, you know? I appreciate that. You know, <clears throat> the majority of the time when I sit down, I don't know what I'm going to talk about either. Mm -hmm. In specific, you know, or specifically, I mean, I know I'm going to talk about the infinite banking concept. Um, and I must say, very complimentary and I'm very appreciative, okay, mm -hmm. uh, sincerely. And, and I know this, that, you know, the future is unknown. Right? And we can't control what others do. Mm -hmm. right? We can only control what we do. And I can't control a life insurance company's dividends. I can't control the interest rates. I can't control any of that. Mm -hmm. But I can control what I do. Mm -hmm. When it comes to the infinite banking concept, I mean, I am utterly and totally convinced that you can't intelligently speak uh, on or about, and you absolutely, as an agent, advisor, can't speak with any authority. Unless you've read Nelson's work, Becoming mm -hmm. Your Own Banker, Building Your Warehouse of Wealth, and watching his six-and-a-half-hour uh, live presentation mm -hmm. recorded on DVD. Um, and now, uh, I mean, you just can't. You can't. And if you try, then you're wrong, mm -hmm. right? And it's really just that simple. And I know um, I was made aware a couple of weeks ago that the uh, Becoming Your Own Banker book is now legitimately on audio through Amazon. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you have the opportunity, uh, the listener, to purchase that and listen to Nelson's book, Becoming Your Own Banker. Um, and I'm convinced of this as well. And I, I didn't just wake up tomorrow or yesterday and, you know, I'm going to go to bed today and change my thing. No, this has developed over... You know, my career, I've been walking around this earth 58 years. I've had 30 years in the life insurance and, you know, in the financial world, have different designations, affiliations, and blah, 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 blah. Um, the last 16, 17 years, practicing this concept, and me and, and um, very appreciative of having the opportunity to spend the time that I did with Nelson, I'm convinced if you are firmly rooted and understand the four fundamentals. Number one, think long range. Well, you're already a long range thinker. Mm -hmm. And most of us really are. We just don't spend enough time to really flesh out what our long-term goals are and outcomes that we wish to be. And, and then how do we make that happen or how can we affect that, right? Number two is don't be afraid to capitalize, i.e. don't be afraid to pay a premium, right? Number three... Don't steal the peas. Mm -hmm. Just be an honest banker. Number four, don't do business with banks outside of check-ins and savings. Don't be dependent upon the third-party lender. And then he added, rethink your thinking. And that's really what this is. We're rethinking our thinking, right? Mm -hmm. And if we uh, remain true to those four fundamentals and recognize the violation of those, if I have to get out in, in the form of a loan or withdrawal, as much as I put in immediately, I'm not thinking long range. Mm -hmm. If I have to have as 95% cash value of a premium, you know, in year one, two, or three, I'm afraid to pay a premium. 
right? right. And that kind of thinking um, will just lead you to the path you're going to violate the third one. Mm-hmm. You know, if I have to get everything out that I put in, quote unquote, and then, oh, wait, I got to pay interest to the life insurance company. And, and then do I really have to pay a premium and interest? And that kind of a thinking will, you'll lower your premium in the future. And an improperly structured policy is going to force you to lower your premium, mm-hmm. which would, if you want to pay a premium, it's going to force you back into underwriting, you know, five years later, seven years later, when we're older, more robust, whatever that may be. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm just saying, that if we focus on the fundamentals that Nelson laid out, and so they're almost so simple, right? It's an insult to our intellect, mm-hmm. you know. But it's really not. If you'll focus on that properly structured policy, the educated advisor, agent, practitioner, and the educated consumer who's willing to read, willing to read, willing to listen, you know, it's like that's nirvana. I'm telling you, that's where success is, and that's where solution lies. Mm-hmm. And the further out we go, the longer we apply and practice this, the more and more confirmation that we get to enjoy. Mm-hmm. I look back over the last 17, um, 18 years, you know, I know I should know these numbers, but, you know, I've got policies to this very day that are just now or uh, barely going cash on cash, total premium to total cash value. Mm-hmm. With, with, uh, Direct recognition companies that don't pay a dividend or reduce dividend on an outstanding loan. Um, do you think I care? You know, what you can't see in that original illustration, which I have, and then I can get an enforced illustration today, and I have many enforced illustrations, right? Mm-hmm. And the disparity between the two, right? Um, I could care less. What you can't see on those illustrations is the automobile loans, right. the dental loans, you know, the dental, uh, they don't even deductibles, the uh, health insurance deductibles, mm-hmm. the credit, all of the things that we have done as a family. You know, and you cannot put the value of that on a life insurance illustration. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not going to call the company and say, hey, what about that? They could care less what I've done with that money. They mm-hmm. didn't ask. They don't care. And they're not going to do the accounting for outstanding loans mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, and, and I probably should have brought it little notepad but you touched on four topics i already forgot two of them so the the one i one thing you mentioned right that the last thing that you know point number four about changing your thinking right number five number five okay um that's really difficult for me because i am analytical it's it's not that i've been conditioned to think a certain way it's just that my brain works a certain way right true false true false so it's hard for me to transition to concepts and things like that. That's why I can't draw, right? I'm a terrible speller, you know, because it's just not, if it's not analytical, I struggle with it. You know, same thing. My social skills are not the best and, 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 and you know, all kinds of things, but my brain is, is wired, you know, analytical numbers. And so it, it's hard to change my thinking, not, not because I've been conditioned or, you know, I'm confused. It's just that my brain's like not wired that way. So it, it it's a challenge, which is why I said I, I keep having to rewind the videos because you're not just showing me numbers, you're explaining concepts. And, and so that that is probably my gonna be my biggest challenge, right? It is is not only learning, understanding, but applying those concepts when it when it doesn't 
um, fall in line with my analytical thought process, things like that. I mean, I, I, I was thinking about an example uh, one time um, when I was buying a rocking chair and they were pretty new at the time, the, the kind that just kind of slide. Mm-hmm. Used to be those old kind, you know, like that, right? So there are these little rocking chairs that that slid like that, and they're kind of cool. And so I I sat in one, and it's like a hundred bucks. And there was another rocking chair that was like three hundred and twenty nine bucks, and it looked nicer, and it was you know it, it was a nicer one. I sat in it, it kind of like hugged me, same same motion, but it, it just felt more comfortable, right? But it's three hundred forty nine bucks. Right? I could buy three of these for for that price, right? And so. The answer was clear. This one's good enough. It's a hundred bucks. That one, yeah, it's nicer. It feels good. Hundred bucks. I'm getting that one, right? And the sales guy's like, "Okay, I'm going to tell you something." He goes, "If in, in, in his language, a little more colorful than than what I'm the way I'm going to say it." He says, "If you buy this three hundred and fifty dollar rocking chair, you will complain." And he didn't use the word complain. You will complain about it, and it, it, and, and you're going to get annoyed when you pay. Okay, yeah, no duh, right? He says, if you buy this $100 rocking chair, you're going to complain and be annoyed every time you use it. Mm. I was like, okay, sales pitch aside, that makes sense, right? Do I, little pain now and enjoyment later or? Joy right now and pain the rest of the time I own this thing, right? You, you, you know, the, the understanding value. And so even though my brain is kind of closed and difficult to get through, every now and then something breaks through, right? And, and that, was, uh, that was a learning moment for me as like, a, you know, okay, I, I'm starting to understand what value versus cost means, right? And then y- y- you, you touched on something else that it's like, you know, I don't know if it, it's like my dirty little secret, right? Even after I made my premium payment, right? It's done. Money's withdrawn by my account. My brain's like, hey, go check again, right? Go check again, right? And I had, the, there was a gamble, you know, a, a wide range of the super hyper cash value focused and, you know, more traditional you know, policy design. And one thing I didn't realize, and I don't know why it was staring me at the, in the face, they're, they're illustrating not the best case scenario, but a very good case scenario, right? Someone who's like probably really healthy, reasonably young and good income and stuff like that, right? And so I looked, I said, yeah, I want to see a policy design based on this, right? And then I compared those to the ones they sent me initially, two different worlds. So I would have been very upset that you sold me on this and delivered that, right? I was supposed to get a double scoop of ice cream cone and you're selling me some cracked waffle cone crumbs. What, what is up with that? Right. That, that one of the things in, 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 in my profession is I try to manage expectations. I don't overpromise. I give you realistic expectations and I try to over deliver but I know I can deliver this and so right off the bat I would have been mad and then secondly I look at this like there's no difference for all your talk of you know we do it better better cash value better, it's like I don't see a difference 
what's the difference? Right? And, and again, another, you know, you could say like adding to, James is taking care of me. James is looking out for me. He's doing the, he's doing the best for me that can be done for me. Right? Little, little things like that. Like I said, keep reinforcing that, that I made the right decision. And it goes to show us like, yeah, that's a lot of what, what I call dog and pony show. That's, that's, that's trade show talk is, you know, because when you go to a trade show, everything looks dazzling. You got these glossy <laughs> things, you got these pretty screens, but when you install one of those in your home or your factory or your, your ship or whatever, it don't look as nice as it looked at the, it. It doesn't always work perfectly, right? Sometimes, you know, things lock up or, you know, you've had, I'm sure you've had your computer crash every now and then or your phone lock up, right? That's the real world. That's not the trade right, show right, world. Right. And so all of these videos and all these promises of look at how awesome we do it versus how everybody else does, like that is a trade show pitch, right? At the end of the day, it's going to be largely dependent on on you and more importantly how you behave how you treat your bank you know i think that's one huge concept that is missed and 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 you've mentioned it before right regardless of who i you go with for a policy design regardless of how conservative or uber aggressive it is the most conservative policy We'll fail, we'll break, we'll mech, whatever, as will the most aggressive based on, based on you, based on the person who's practicing it. I could take the most, the safest policy ever designed and break it, you know, and, and, and that's why it's way more important, you know, especially for me to get the concepts right because I could easily break it if I do it wrong. The, the, the most likely cause of, of this not working out is me, yeah. right? I, I, I work a little bit in the cybersecurity world and I'm going to give a little tip to all your, your viewers and listeners on this topic, but typically the, the reason cybersecurity fails, typically why the bad guys get in is because of people. Yeah. You clicked on something you should have, you, you should know better. It wasn't this super secret virus that got in there, right? It's usually someone clicks on it right and one one trend i've noticed on social media and, and and i gotta tell everyone stop doing this okay there are all these little posts that you see even from you know quote-unquote influencers um how far away do you live from where you were born type in where you were born where you live now and we'll tell you exactly to the inch how far you live well what are some of the security questions you have? Where you were born. Right. And where you live. Right. Take take your 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 birth year, yeah. multiply this by that, and that is your lucky lotto number. Yep. And and people think there's some hacker in a dark room with a hoodie coming after you. No, that's how they get you. Yeah. Right. And and, and, it, and it's you know, it, it's blatant. I see so many people and I always tell, you know, any of my acquaintances because the only reason it pops up on my feed is because someone in my circle clicked on it. Mm -hmm. And so now it's in our little ecosystem and I tell them, quit it. Right. And sometimes I jokingly type in the answer to every question. Not my password. Not my password. Right. Right. And, and so coming back to infinite banking, 
you're the most likely person, you, the, the, the policy owner, are the most likely culprit of, of it not working out, regardless of design, regardless of who you go with. And so for me, that was also a key decision driver because I could break it. If, if you're just showing me numbers and you're just telling me, hey, don't worry about it, that hardly ever happens. Hardly ever or never happens? Hardly never. <laughs> what? Hardly never or never? <laughs> hardly ever never. Okay. <laughs> Stop. You're not understanding my question. True, false. Never happens. Oh, yeah. Never in my experience has it happened. Okay. Your experience. So, so what about that guy's experience? What about this experience? What about experience 50 years ago when you weren't even born, right? And, and so... That doesn't work for me because I don't know enough, you know, and, and because I'm a little, you know, I'm a skeptic even of myself and I'm a cynic, I don't want to break it. I don't want to mess it up. I don't want to steal the peas. You know, I don't want to go out the back door. And so, you know, I, I looked at everything and everyone and because you're so passionate and you don't spend your time going over numbers and things like I got that part. I, I, I'm a numbers guy. I, I don't need to see 15, 20, 30 videos of that. I need to understand how I'm supposed to use this, right? I need the instruction manual. I need to know how to manage this. And, and, and so I think that's, you know, another key driver for me to, to, to work with you and your team because am I 100% confident that I won't screw up, you know, the infinite banking and becoming a bank. No, I'm not 100% sure. And so I will take all the help I can get. I will, you know, take, if I can learn something, I want to learn it. Teach me, you know, I, I came to you suffering from the arrival syndrome. I know better now. It's clear to me that despite numbers playing a big role in this, that's not all of it, right? And so I feel much more comfortable having someone to to you know you, you could almost say like mentor but that's probably not 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 the correct word because I, I i remember the podcast you guys talked about what it should mean to mentor versus apprentice things like that and so i need a guide right i need i need someone to say hey don't don't go down there right you don't have to hold my hand and walk me down the path but it's like okay don't go there don't go there and you know try to get to to that and that's you know Another thing why I feel so good and, and relieved, and this is one of the things I don't stress about, right? If any stress is like, you know, make sure I don't um, screw anything up for, for as far as premium payment. And, and that's another fundamental change I had in that I am watching my money a lot closer now, right? I, I love that. I'm not content to just see a credit card statement and like, okay, right? I'm like, go down each one, categorize it, need to have or nice to have. Could this have been a premium payment, right? And, and, and I do that. And, and so far I've, I've been pretty good with my budget, my goals. I mean, I'm on track, um, but it hasn't been perfect, right? There's been some hiccups and things like that. And I'm not someone that's counting on a big windfall to solve all my problems. I have a plan to, you know, to not steal the peas, to, to get to where I want to be. But 
I found myself with multiple spreadsheets of tracking my expenses, you know, what are my credit cards doing? What are what are my banking accounts doing? Because I've had so my dad used to work for a pharmaceutical company and they had a credit union. And so early on he 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 got us accounts there. So I've had a credit union account since I was a little kid, but I never used it. The only time I ever used the credit union is because they have very competitive auto loan rates, yep. but they have a very, you could say, comprehensive, generous auto protection plan. If you buy a car, if you finance a car through them, you get this very discounted um, car protection warranty that's like anywhere from two to five years beyond the uh, manufacturer's bumper to bumper. It's basically a bumper to bumper. And that's the only time I used it, right? But now that I'm keeping an eye on my money, you know, I have, I have a regular bank brick and mortar, you know, sure. huge bank. And I'm with, I was with them for, I still am with them, but I've been with them for maybe 15, 16 years because their ATMs are everywhere. Right. And LA is a big place. Right. And, and, <laughs> and so other than ATM convenience, what are you doing for me? Mm -hmm. Oh, 0 0.001 interest yearly if I keep X amount of dollars, right? And now I'm stacking money for a PUA payment, right? I'm accumulating money. And I said- Got a plan. Yeah. And I'm like, let me go look at my credit. What does my credit union do? Credit union says that if you use our online payment, which is the only way I pay my bills, I don't write checks anymore. I have a checkbook that I got in 2009 still sitting there right i used the only time i ever wrote checks was when for like kids fundraisers and stuff but everything is online right and 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 banks now have a function that even if the the your your whoever you're paying the bill in to doesn't show up they'll manually write a check just put in the details right and so my credit union says if you do x amount of transactions online with us and you deposit x amount of dollars we'll pay you two percent well 2%, is that better than 0.001%? Let me do the, yeah, it is. Let me do the math. I think it is, right? And so they have a cap. Um, but I was like, okay, I'm not going to be, I'm not going to accumulate my PUA payment here. I'm going to now do it in my credit union. I'm going to switch all my online banking over to credit union. It's pretty much transparent to me. Anything that is not dedicated to a bill or a PUA payment goes into the old brick and mortar, you know, big bank. So I could take cash out if I need it, or I can, you know, if I need cash for whatever, it's only there for, not even for checking, right? It's not, it's just, it's just a, an ATM, you know, whole, you know, conduit basically. And I meet their minimum requirements so that it's free. I'm not charged for the account. And not only am I doing that with my credit, but they're paying me 2%. And they, they cap it. And so the first time it, it happened, it's like, there's an extra 20 bucks in my account. Yeah, that's not a lot, but it's 20 bucks they weren't going to give me. Right. And I've been with them for 15 years. Have the, in the 15 years, if I added up every yeah. thing, that, would it have added up to 20 bucks? No. But these guys have paid me 20 bucks, you know, for the, for the second half of this year. And, and, and little things like that, it's like, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm a lot more focused. I'm a lot more careful because I was 
I mean, I grew up so careless with money. It's, it's just ridiculous. It's sad. I mean, really, it's, 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 I think about what I did and what I should have been doing is like, I got to do my best to educate my kids and anyone that'll care to listen, do not do what I did because I did it all wrong. I, I, you know, if you have, let's say a hundred criticisms in your podcast, you know, throughout all of them, you probably hit me with like 92, 93 of those, right? Because Ooh. I just did it so wrong. Right. And, 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 and it's too bad that it took this long for me to figure it out, to get on track and to have a plan, you know, like a plan for the future. You know, things can change, something can happen, but at least I have a plan and I'm following it and I'm noticing a change in my thinking and my habits to help that plan along. And, and that was kind of interesting because that's a big change, right? To, I've been paying my bills online for the last, you know, 10 years. And, I haven't seen a paper statement in, you know, 10 years. And so what if I screw up my account number? What if, it's <laughs> right. like, oh, it was a little nervous. So what I did is <laughs> I, I paid all my creditors five bucks. Did he get, yep, okay, I got it right. Now I can do my whole thing. And I did the transition. And it's, you know, that's just one little thing that's kind of like, ah, you know, that that goes to show I'm I'm serious and I'm committed. And, you know, I'm starting to see the light and do things better than I used to and you're not saving your passwords on, or telling your passwords on Facebook <laughs> no, games, no. right? It's like, what's your favorite color? No kidding. <laughs> what's yeah. your baby's birthday? First what dog. Were you born? <laughs> yeah. If you had to name this puppy, what would you name it? It's like. Yeah, right. Well, listen, I uh, this went long, so we'll probably break this up in two parts. So, mm -hmm. so everyone will listen to both parts in full. <laughs> I love this. I mean, you've like, this is my opinion. <clears throat> I believe this will be one that you'd want to listen to twice because you cover a lot of ground. Mm. Um, is there anything you want to add? Closing? I'm sure I wrote stuff down that I want to talk about, but I, I didn't want to come, you know, with, with my, with my pad. I just wanted to talk, even if I miss some stuff because I, you know, tend to get, go off on tangents and things like that. No, I, I, I really enjoyed this conversation and, and um, you know, speaking with you and your team it, it always feels like a conversation it doesn't feel like um you know one one side's trying to you know get something across to the other it's just like conversations and learning opportunities and, and it's it's a very comfortable feeling I, I don't get the you know customer you know you know seller buyer relationship it's more of like you're helping me along the path like i am i am someone you know i'm a friend of yours that you know you discovered hey i know you're thirsty there's a drinking fountain down down the road let me show you how to get there right that's how i feel it's like i i i have a very good feeling and it's always because we just have conversations nobody's trying to you know ram their own you know agenda or whatever down the other person's throat and you know, when I come to the table with bad information, you have no qualms or reservations about telling me about it. And I appreciate it because I know, as you said before, it, it, it's coming from a good place, right? You're not, you're not trying to, um, you know, be mean to everyone. It's just that, you know, you know, you, you know the pitfalls and you see someone going to the pitfall. And so the closer and closer you see them get to, you're going to shout, hey, you know, you start, hey, hey, careful. And then when it's on the edge, you, you shout. And that's kind of how... I feel, you know, you're, you're, you care. And, it, you know, to me, it shows 
you know, when we talk and when you have your podcasts and, and like I said, I feel so positive about, you know, our, our, you know, partnership, relationship, however you want to classify it, that, you know, when you said you wanted me to come out here, I was like, oh, I was a little nervous, right? You know, sitting in this chair, especially. But uh, I, I really enjoyed our conversation like I do the conversations we've had in the past. And, you know, I look forward to more in the future. That's awesome. I feel the same way. Oh, thank you. I, I appreciate you. Thank yep. you, Mike. Listen, I hope uh, I've had fun. And thank you for listening. We'll see you next time. Thank you for joining us on the Banking with Life podcast. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure to like and subscribe and click on that little notification bell. Otherwise, join us on Apple Podcasts and Stitcher for weekly content.